Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can hear your word. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to develop our life, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for using your servant to write the Bible. And thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher. Lord, today anoint me and anoint everyone who is listening to this teaching, Lord. That your Holy Spirit will speak to them more than what I say. You are. The great teacher, Holy Spirit, and we depend on you. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about family. This teaching is in the series called Happy Family, and I like to teach things in series to go into detail. Two Sundays ago, we were talking about the godly husband, and I have not finished the teaching yet. So today. We will continue to talk about godly husband again. Some of you may say, "I'm a woman. I don't need this teaching. You need it, so that you can pray for your husband." Not only that, if you have sons in your home, you can teach them how to be a godly husband after you listen to this teaching. If you're single, you can pray that God will send you a godly husband to you who has the characteristic that we mentioned in the Bible here. Or you have a boyfriend, and you plan to get married. Maybe this is a good teaching that you can sit down with your boyfriend and listen to this series of teaching about happy family together. Some of you are young men. You are not married. You have not have a girlfriend yet, but you can prepare yourself to be a godly husband as well. When I preach this sermon, I want to admit to you. I'm not a perfect husband. Pastor Dar may look at me and say, "You need to do that." So I want to tell you, I'm not a perfect husband, but I am progressing and developing. I came from a non-Christian background. I have no idea about what the Bible say. Therefore, I have made so many mistakes as a husband in the home for many years. It took me a long time to grow, but the key is that. Every man should seek to grow spiritually, and not only that. Every man to be a good husband needs to depend on the grace of God, and we need to be obedient children of God. So I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm not here to say I'm better than you. I still have a long way to go to be a godly husband, and I believe that the Word of God will talk to you something today. Last time. We were talking about one of the roles of the husband is to love his wife, and you can go back to listen to that in detail. Today, I would like to talk about more roles of a godly husband. Let's look at First Peter chapter three. Today, we're going to stay in First Peter chapter three, verse seven. I'm going to read from New King James Version and NIV. Husbands, likewise. Dwell with them, mean their wife, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, 
and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. NIV say, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So the second role of a godly husband is to dwell with their wife or to live with their wife. Many of you may think in your head right now, Pastor, I live in the same home with my wife right now. Let's go to the third one. I have been living with my wife for many years in the same home. So you don't need to tell me I live in the same home. But the word to live here or to dwell, in the Greek language, it means to dwell in close harmony with somebody. It talks about intimacy. It talks about living together at home with intimacy and harmony. Many men have this idea. I'm a breadwinner. I go out of my house to work eight hours, 12 hours a day, and I bring money and paycheck home. I am the great guy. I have a job. Honey, my wife, you have no job. You stay home and you enjoy your life. You have no job. That is a wrong idea. Actually, husband, you have at least two jobs. But godly husband have three jobs. The first job is to go out to make money and feed the family. The second job is to take care of the home. The third job is to serve the Lord. Let's talk about the second job. When the husband comes home, he comes home to the second job. He doesn't have only one job. And your wife is the helper. Your wife is to support you. The primary job of the taking care of the home is the husband. And the wife just help the husband. A lot of husbands think that, oh, it's not my job to take care of the home. Yes, to take care of the home as well. You do well with her at home. And you and your wife work together in harmony to take care of your home where both of you are dwelling. To dwell together. Give us the idea of the job of building an environment and the atmosphere of harmony, of unity, of love, of peace, joy, godliness, rest, and honor. Husband, you have the job at home to build the atmosphere of love, peace, and joy, and unity, and harmony. You have that job too. You don't just come home and turn on the TV and watch some YouTube and just, hey, wife, you take care of the house. I'm here just to relax and read the newspaper. When you go to somebody's home, the owner of the house may say like this, make yourself at home. What does it mean, make yourself at home? It's different from staying in the house. Make yourself at home means you don't just sit on the couch here, but you're going to feel joy here, the restful feeling and the peace here. You feel at home. Home is a place of intimacy. Home is a place of love. 
peace and joy. And you are there to build that atmosphere. And in order to build that atmosphere, you need to be there. You cannot be in a nightclub at night to build that atmosphere. You need to understand this. Your wife married you before you have a home. Your wife loved you before you get a paycheck. Your wife loved you and dated you before you have a car. I remember Pastor Da liked me and decided to marry me when I did not have a dime. She married me when I just finished my college. I did not have even a house to live in. I lived in a governmental house when I was a doctor in Thailand. Nobody knew my name. I did not have any church member. I did not have this church building. I did not have a nice car. She did not marry my paycheck. She did not marry my car. Or she did not marry the home that I bought for her. She married me. Therefore, I should not replace my presence at home with paycheck, with car, with other stuff. I need to be home with her. Amen? A lot of men try to climb the corporate ladder, try to be a manager or CEO. They learn how to live with their job. They learn how to use the wise decision in their business. Like me, I need to use wise decision for my patient every day. When I perform surgery, I need to be wise in performing surgery. And I need to learn to live in the hospital, in the clinic. But I should not forget that I should learn to live at home too. If I can make a wise decision for my operation in the hospital, I should make a wise decision how I treat my wife at home as well. I need to dwell with her with wisdom, with kindness, with love, and with patience. I need to build the atmosphere in my home. I cannot just live with my job. I live with my home as well. Some women work outside, so they have two jobs as well. They come home, and they need to cook for you. They need to clean the dishes for you. And they need to really get ready to take care of you. So they have two jobs too. Husband, you come home, you have jobs too. You don't come home and just sit around, do nothing. You need to get involved in the job at home. I'm not a cook. I cannot cook. But maybe my job at home is to come home and wrap my hands around Pastor Da and say, I miss you so much today. I loved you. Thank you for cooking very good food today. The job of the husband at home may be helping the wife to make bed, to pull the bed sheet. Helping her while she is washing the dish, you just wipe out and clean up the dish. Make it dry. Or maybe your job is to take the garbage back to the garbage can. I like to drive Pasada car out to fill the gas tank so that she can drive around without stopping on the freeway. Because sometimes Pasada forget to put the gas in. So I learned that lesson. It happened two times. <laughs> Three times? Okay. Three times. Her car stopped on the freeway because she forgot to put the gas in. So since then, I have a job to look in her car 
how much gas, so I have to drive out to put the gas in for her to make sure she will not that will not happen again. Amen. So we work together as a team to build the atmosphere of love, to help, to clean, to make the atmosphere of home. Make yourself at home. Your wife is not your slave. Your wife is your partner. She is your helper. You have a job at home, and she has a job to help you as well. So you need to live in proximity with your wife. Everyone say, "Do well with my wife." Everyone say, "I have a job at home." Amen. Let's read First Peter chapter three verse seven. That is the second role of the husband: do well in close proximity. Or harmony with your wife, and build the atmosphere of love, kindness, honor, and peace and joy at home. First Peter three verse seven continue to say, with understanding. The Bible say, husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wife. The third role of the husband is to know his wife. Every man in the world. Need to study two things at least. For me, I study three things. Otherwise, I will lose my license. I need to study the medical journal 50 hours a year in order to continue my license every year. But every man in the world, we need to study two things. Number one, the Bible, and number two, your wife. You need to study your wife. These two things. Are difficult to understand. It's not easy to understand the Bible. That's why you need a teacher, and it's very difficult to understand a woman. There is a book. I don't remember the name of the book now. Man's in the Mars or something, and woman in the Venus. I learned that man and woman are different. Not only different in body. Outlook, but also difference in hormones. Man has androgen, and woman has estrogen, and woman has progesterone. So woman always have this kind of swing of the hormone every month. You need to know when that swing of hormone come on. You need to understand at that time. Be calm and be patient, okay? Because the hormone will go up and down with every woman. You need to understand that woman is different from man in many things. You need to study your wife, really heavy study, because many times, as a husband like me, I thought I have done my best. I thought she likes that, but I find out five minutes later she did not like it. She liked another way, so I said, "Oops, I misunderstand. I did not understand my wife enough." So I keep learning and remembering. Oh, this is what my wife likes, and this is what my wife doesn't like. Okay, next time I will not do it again. So I need to study her, and in order to study your wife, you need to give time to her. You need to listen to her. You need to put your eyeballs on her eyeballs, your ears on her ears, and listen. And let her have time to explain what she likes. And what she doesn't like. Sometimes we try to meet the need of the wife that she doesn't have. 
You think that she like that and she have that need, but when you do it, she say, "I don't care about this." So you need to know her needs, what she likes, and in order to do that, you need to make a decision, honey. I gonna be a good student. I gonna give my attention to you. Just feed me with your information. I gonna keep it with me. I gonna give attention to you fully. I'm not gonna watch TV or watch any YouTube while you are talking to me. I'm not gonna pay attention to the newspaper. Tell me. It doesn't matter how long. You can talk for half an hour. I gonna listen to you. And remember what you say. I will give you undivided attention. I'm here to learn. I'm here to listen. Tell me, please. And that is the job of the husband to learn about his wife. And you try to make your wife happy, make her happy. Each woman is different. Not only that, I learned something. I'm not a psychologist, but I noticed one thing in life. This happened to many couple. A man usually look for a woman who is different from him in character or in the way of life, and a woman always look for a man who is different from her in character as well. Pastor Da and I, if we are not Christians, we are like dog and <laughs> what is the cartoon name? Tom and Jerry. We are so different, very different. When we got married, the first few years, I tell you, Tom and Jerry, <laughs> I like this way, she like this way, and we just have a hard time because I grew up in another home. She grew up in another home. Her thoughts is one way, and my thought is another way. Who I tell you, it took me many years to learn that I need to change. I need to adjust myself <laughs> with my wife. So that you will be happy at my home, amen. We need to learn. We need to study. Women need to be understood. Their fear need to be understood. Their disappointment need to be understood. Their worry need to be understood. You need to listen to them and let them know that you know, and you're going to be sensitive to their emotional needs, their physical needs, and their financial needs. You are willing to listen to her, amen. Everyone say, "I promise, I will study my wife." I don't see the man sit here say that. He keep looking at the glasses. Are you listening to the sermon? <laughs> okay, let's look at the fourth. Role of the husband: Number one, love your wife. Number two, dwell with her in close harmony. Number three, to study your wife and to know your wife. Number four, First Peter chapter three verse seven. I will read from NASB. You husband, likewise, live with your wife in an understanding way, as with a weaker vessel, since she is a woman, and grant. Her or no? Everyone say grant. What does it mean? Grant. It means aside. So the fourth role of the husband: you honor your wife. You honor your wife. What does it mean to honor your wife? It means you treat her like your queen. 
She is the only queen you have in your life. You give her special treatment. You don't give other woman special treatment. You give only your wife special treatment. She is in a position of significance in your life, in your heart, in your time schedule, in your finances. Everything she has a position of significance. When she lives with you, she feels special. She is special to you. I know your wife is not perfect. No one is perfect 100%. But the Bible says you need to honor her. You need to love her and honor her. Many men, when they date a woman, the woman can get into the car, that man will open the door, get in and close the door. But after getting married, it will be her luck to get into the car before the car took off. No matter how long you have been married, you still need to open the door for your wife and close the door for her. Amen? Hallelujah. No matter how long you have been married, when you walk across the street, you will be on the side that the car come. So if the car hit, will hit you first. When you walk on the side curb, you walk outside, close to the street. In case some car came in, will hit you first, not your wife. No matter how long you get married, you need to be the one who pull the chair out and your wife will sit and you push in. And you're the one who usher her into the building, open the door of the building and let her in. That should be your special treatment to her. No matter how long you have been married, you should be the one who bombard her with unexpected love notes. I did already last week to Hasada. <laughs> when I prepared this teaching, I was so convicted. I wrote to her. <laughs> I wrote to Pasada, and I'm not sure in the line or in the text. I say like this to Pastor Da. You know, Da, it's my privilege to sleep by your side every night. And every morning when I wake up, I see the sunshine, even though the drapes still close. <laughs> I'm serious. I wrote this to her. And I say, I will not have another way. This is the way. Many times I told Pastor Da, I look at her and I say, Da, if I can go back to 16 years old again when I met you, I met Pastor Da at 16 years old. I would choose the same way again. I would still choose you to be my wife. You need to honor her with your words, with your notes, with your unexpected gift, with flowers. Or maybe phone call during the day. You're so busy. Sometimes patients have to wait for me for 15 minutes because the appointment gets late. You know, next patient is still waiting. And then I try to finish this patient and next patient. And I try the best I can, maybe 30 seconds of phone call if I can. I will say, Da, you know, your face came into my mind. And I missed you. 
I think of you even though I'm so busy. I cannot wait to go home to see you tonight. You need to honor your wife with your words, love notes. Maybe she make a bed and pull out the pillow and saw the note under the pillow. You write a note under the pillow. You put in and say, "I love you so much." Okay, Tom. Many Tom in this room, so don't worry. <laughs> Hallelujah! Bombard her, please, with unexpected note, love note, email, text message, phone call, and let her know that you cares for her, you honor her. I heard a story of a man who married a woman who always caught a cold every year. In the first year of their marriage, when she got a cold, the husband said, "Honey, I feel so bad for you. Let me drive you to the clinic to see the doctor. You will feel better after you see the doctor." The second year, she caught a cold again, and the husband said, "Honey, I feel so bad for you. This is a phone number for Doctor William." <laughs> the third year, she caught a cold. And the husband say, "Honey, Tylenol is in the drawer. Go get Tylenol PM, and go to sleep because your coughing bother our baby." The fourth year, she caught a cold, and the husband say, "Honey, could you please stay away from me? I need to wake up early t o morning. When you cough, I cannot sleep." The fifth year, "Honey, can you keep coughing?" Could you please stop barking like a seal? <laughs> the six years, honey, you got a call again. Please stay away from me, otherwise you give me a pneumonia. You should not change like that. You should treat your wife in an honorable way, no matter how long you marry her. Amen. Amen. Let me clarify something. When I say honor your wife. I don't mean that you have to say yes to her everything. This is the way it works. Both of you listen to the Holy Spirit in making any decision about finances, buying a home, whatever. You both listen to the Holy Spirit. Maybe traveling trip or something come up, and honor your wife mean this way. You come to her and say, "Honey, this is what I plan to do," and the Holy Spirit show me this. What do you think? I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear what you say about this decision that I want to make. Tell me what you think. Could you please pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you as well? And maybe tomorrow we can talk again and come to agreement. And she may come back and say, "You know, I don't agree." And you say, "That's okay. Let's pray more, and I can explain to you why I make this decision." And she explained why she made this decision. You talk, you honor her, but eventually, somebody need to make a decision, and the godly husband will make decision that will not harm the wife. As long as the decision is godly, you can make decision by explaining this is what I plan to do. When I started the church here in 1988. I come home and tell my wife, 
we're going to start the church. She was shocked. No, I did not marry a pastor. I married a neurosurgeon. What are you talking about? And we talk and discuss. And eventually, Pastor Da yielded to me and say, I don't want to fight against God. The Bible says, submit to one another. Pastor Da submitted to me about maybe 20%. I submit to her 80%. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we submit to one another. Sometimes I yield to Pastor Da. Not sometimes, a lot. <laughs> Some husbands say like this, my wife is a nag. She always nagging. I tell you, if you'd honor your wife, she will stop nagging. She will be happy. Amen? The reason your wife is nagging because of you. So you need to honor your wife so she can stop nagging. First Peter 3, 7. Today men all don't like me here now. Husband, likewise, the well with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Husband, you need to trust God and you need to pray for your wife, pray for your children, but not only that, get your wife to pray with you. Matthew chapter 18, 19 to 20. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. When God look at a husband and a wife, he look at one unit. You need to join together and pray together. And Pastor Da always pray together in the car. Before we go to bed, we pray together for the members of the church. Pray for our children, grandchildren. We pray for single in the church that they will find a godly man and godly husband. We pray for the single a lot, actually. We pray for the church. We pray for the leadership. Pray for the mission. We pray together before we go to bed. We pray in the morning. Sometimes we sit and have dinner together and suddenly something come out in our mind about something and we say, let's pray together right now for this situation. Husband and wife, we need to pray for one another and pray for others as well. Husband, invite your wife to pray with you. My dear brother and sister, without a spiritual life in the house, there is no dynamic power in that marriage. God must be the center of your marriage. Amen? God is the answer to your marriage. Not money, not paycheck, not a nice car. God is a center. I want to encourage all the husbands in this room. If your wife needs to go somewhere to build her spiritual life up, go to a woman meeting, go to a prayer meeting, don't stop her. She needs God. In the same way, wife, if your husband needs to go to the men group, to care group or something or to have discipleship with a pastor or with a mentor. Let him go. Don't stop him. He needs to grow up spiritually. He needs to pray and seek God. He needs to be the one who is a gatekeeper who opens the door for God's presence to come into your home. If your husband is very mature, very strong in faith and love, you're going to have a happy family. But if your husband is a baby Christian, you're going to have trouble in your marriage. Very important that everybody need to grow spiritually. 
and you need to pray together. The prayer of the husband and wife will bring spiritual breakthrough, supernatural breakthrough to your children, to your finances, to your life, to your relationship. Pastor Dan and I believe me, we are not the perfect couple. We have conflicts off and on. Most of the time, I make Pastor Dan unhappy because I'm not a very sensitive man, and I. Did something to make her feel uncomfortable, and say again, "I'm sorry." I t- try to change, but the person who have kept us together to today is the Lord, Amen. because we both fear God and we both seek God, and we pray together a lot. You need to find some time, husband and wife, to sit down and pray together. God will answer the prayer of a couple. Who love God and fear God, Amen. Amen. Husband, I'm gonna end this sermon now. You are the thermostat, and the wife is a thermometer. You are the one who set the tone in the house, and the wife will feel that tone, whether you have the temperature of 80 degree Fahrenheit or you set the temperature 55, very cold. I like about 72 myself. I came from Asia. The nurse in the operating room always put it down to 65, and I'm shaking in the operating room. I always jack it up to 72, and they jack it down. We have this war every time I go to surgery. I like 72; they like 65. But in the home, I need to set the temperature as a thermostat. One of the truth is this is not 100 percent. All the time, you can tell about a man by looking at the life of his wife. If his wife is happy, he is a godly man. But if his wife is miserable, maybe the husband has not done the job. That's why the wife is miserable. I know this is not hundred percent because some wife may be immature. No matter what you did, they still pity, upset all the time. That's why you need to encourage your wife to grow up spiritually, go to church, go to Bible study, mentorship, read the Bible, listen to the good teaching. She needs to grow up. But you need to be the one who set the temperature in the house. I remember one time Pastor Da talked to me. Honey, I hope we can go back to young age again, to 15, 16 years old. And I asked her why. Why do you want to go back 40, 50 years ago? She answered, "So I can live with you longer." No. I hope that is the attitude or the desire of your wife. Your wife say, "Oh, I hope we can go back to 18 when we met each other in the high school." Or when we were 25, when we joined a company and we met each other in the company, and she would say the same thing to you, so that we can live together more years on earth. Because I'm happy to live with you. Amen. How many husbands say I'm gonna practice what I learn? Number one, love your wife. Number two. Dwell with your wife in close harmony. Number three, know your wife. 
Number four, study your wife. Number four, honor your wife. Number five, pray for your wife and pray with your wife. Many men in this room, maybe one of the reason God hasn't put a woman into your life because you are not ready. Get ready. I learned about one thing in life. I'm going to close here. I just shared like this with a, one young man yesterday. I learned something. All these 60 years of walking on earth with God, I learned that God cannot bring in something to me if I'm not ready to handle. So my job as a man is to keep growing, developing, learning, growing in the way of God until one day I'm ready for God to give me something better, higher, and more powerful. Maybe one of the reasons many men in this room have no girlfriend yet because God knows that if he sent a woman to you, she will suffer because you will not treat her correctly. So you need to grow up. You need to think this way. I'm going to be a godly husband. I will be ready for a marriage. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn how to be a godly husband. Thank you for godly principles recorded in Ephesians chapter 5 and 1 Peter chapter 3. Lord, we promise you that we will not deceive ourselves by listening to the word, walk away and do nothing about it. We don't want to be people who look in the mirror, walk away from the mirror and then forget about ourselves. We shall be doers of your word. And we believe, Father, as we practice the word, as we obey your teaching, we shall be blessed and we shall receive your favor. We shall receive success from you. Your grace shall abound in our life, Father. Oh Lord, may every family in this church and all the family who is listening to this teaching receive your grace, receive your favor that both husband and wife shall bring heaven into their home, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.